Hello, and welcome to another edition of the Arb Life Podcast. Today, I'm joined by David Rome of Wild Excellence Films. David and his wife Melissa are photographers and filmmakers that recently created a film focusing on the effects of the Hemlock Willie Adelgid in Pennsylvania's Cook Forest State Park. The film explores many aspects of this beautiful ecosystem, from the hemlock tree as a keystone species, to the management approach of the invasive pest on a large scale, to the vital role of the volunteers and recreational interactions of people visiting the park. David provides some insight into his experience of creating the film and the lasting impressions it made on him. This is the Arb Life, for arborists to be inspired. So, um, I'm not the best interviewee, so <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll wing it. <laughs> um, I have your questions, though. Um, so, we have been going to Cook Forest for, you know, since we've been together, so 20 years or so, and um, I, I was, I taught there some tracking, animal tracking classes, some nature stuff, survival, um, so I know Dale uh, Luthinger from the park pretty well, and um, so we were just going up there and stuff, and we never heard of HWA or anything, and we knew Dale pretty well, and we were just up there one day, you know, four or five years ago, and he just didn't seem like himself, and we were like, hey man, what's up? And it was kind of just as casually as that, you know, and he's like, ah, the forest is in trouble. And we're like, what are you talking about? He's like, there's this thing, and we couldn't even pronounce it, you know. It was like, there's this hemlock willy indulgent thing, and it's really bad. So we were like, whoa, really blown away, especially seeing some of the stuff that's happened, you know, in North Carolina and Virginia, Smokies. I mean, it's just devastating. And, of course, this is our only old-growth forest, really. I mean, technically. Right. In Pennsylvania. So we had just started, like, making the switch. Melissa did photography for a long time, and then we kind of got away from it. You know, get full, you know, you get full-time jobs, and you work, and you have families and stuff. You know how it is. So we um, just started getting into filmmaking because we were – doing a lot of kayaking then. There's all these cool kayaking uh, films out at the time, and we thought we could maybe make the switch from still photography to filmmaking. And it took a while, you know, it took a few years. So we were just kind of getting into it. And we were like, well, I wonder if a short film would help raise awareness. And we never dreamed it would raise money for the park or to fight HWA or anything. So that's really how it began. Right, right. So, you know, as a, a nature photographer, you sort of take this opportunity to say, hey, let's explore, let's explore a new part of the craft, you know, area of the, of the craft to create this, you know, sort of capture um, moving from photography to filmmaking, but also your experience, uh, you know, you, you guys are, are local out there, so you spend... You spend 
probably more time than than a lot of people at Cook Forest. Sure. So so that so that kind of made made sense logistically. Say, hey, we can. I mean, the film the film is spectacular. It's oh, well, that's it, it's good. really I I uh, I mean with Joan Maloof uh, narrate. I mean, it's it's really it's really incredible. Um, and I think that you know you sort of see this stuff uh, on a large scale places that are uh, sort of far away, um, you know, sort of like these unreachable destinations. But then, you know, when you get something local like that, that, that ex- you, you can go there, um, well, being a Pennsylvania resident, I mean, it's all the more closer. Um, but it's really, uh, it, it's a phenomenal film because of the different not just the different, uh, the beautiful cinematography is just, it's really stunning, but then, uh, the flow of the film, the, the different perspectives and, and sort of all of these different angles that, that you guys come at it to, to illustrate Cook Forest, the ecosystem, what's at stake. Um, it's really, uh, it really is, uh, such a great piece and truly I think not just beautiful from a photography uh, standpoint, but also um, from an educational standpoint, um, you know, Dale's on there just talking. He's such a wealth of, of knowledge, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to really tying together that ecosystem. I mean, what you guys did with, with the film and then, you know, all the characters are, are interjecting, interjecting all of this really wonderful uh, stuff. I was really blown away. I, I was blown away by the, by the professionalism of, of it, truly. I mean, it was a real work of art um, to capture something like that at such a critical, pivotal time, um, dealing with these invasive, uh, this invasive pest, Hemlock, Willie Adelgid. Cook forest and uh, and the old growth uh, uh, hemlocks is just it's just incredible. I mean, truly, you, you may I mean you you know I'm not saying it's because we're talking, but you made the film. <laughs> you made a character just because in your crew and what you guys did that day. I mean, that might not been a big deal to you, but we were blown away just by. You know the the way you worked and getting up into the crown and the in the canopy and we were like we could never do that. <laughs> so and then you're such a character on screen. You know we get a lot of comments about you know you being on screen. You're standing up against that huge tree, and <laughs> and that's why we kind of led off with you know what you said there because. I know you were kind of saying that, you know, HWE is around kind of in jest because a lot of people were like, oh, I was not here. And people kind of get that. Right, right. And we don't have to explain it. So right. you were like the action part, which it really needed, the film, because you got some birds, but not, not quite enough of this wildlife that we would like. We'd love to have bears and river otters and more right. river otters and, you know, fishers are there, so coyotes and stuff, but... We just simply ran well, out you know, and well, that David, I think that's actually, you know, you bringing that up, um, you know, you say, oh, we, we in hindsight, you know, 
vision's always 2020. You know, we, we could have did this or we should have did that. What was, as far as the filmmaking process, um, you know, what were some of the challenges or, or uh, the things, you know, things that you really didn't expect to have to deal with? Um, anything that maybe caught you off guard that you said, oh, wow, we, we, we really overlooked this or, uh, you know, challenging research, you know, what were, what were some of the, the hurdles that you guys had to, uh, overcome as, as filmmakers through the process? You know, the, the, the crew is great. Your, your crew is great. Uh, Dr. Joe Maloof is great. The park. I mean, no problems there. Right. Uh, they were just Ryan, Ryan uh, the park manager, Ryan Bortz, and uh, Dale, of course, were absolutely great. I mean, they didn't know what to expect, you know, and it was a lot of their time. Right. They did have to reshoot and re uh, or re record Dale at least twice. Right. And then, um, you know, we, we were sweating that day. <laughs> And the biggest thing, you know, we were sweating that day. You guys were right because it was kind of overcast and it even rained a little bit. Right. Um, but the weather, we can't predict it anymore. Right. And weather, you know, we're pretty, you know, we you see it like we do too. I mean, maybe not like we do, but you see it, you know, uh, climate change is happening. Right. Uh, uh, there's something going on here. If you can't predict the weather from the next moment to the next, you know, and for us as filmmakers, that's, it's all about the weather. We become miniature weather people. Um, right. right. That was a huge challenge because when we first started shooting, we shot that hemlock trail there and, and it was beautiful light. And, you know, that's what really inspired us there. But we, you know, you kind of get spoiled. You expect to be able to shoot like that all the time. And, I don't know how many times we went up that the light was really bad and boy, I don't even think we got any shots. So right. for us, it's about the light and kind of trying to be masters or the light masters of us, but trying to work with the light. And um, so that the weather is even today um, with our shoots, it's just so we never really know what we can get. And I don't ever remember that. Right. We were shooting early, early on, you know, years ago. I don't. 20 years ago, we never even took the weather into consideration. Right, right, right. That was huge for the film. And then technology, too. We started with, you know, working and shooting in 1080, and then 4K came along. And I'm like, oh, I wish we had 4K the whole time because you could do so much more with it. Right. So, you know, most of the film's in 1080, but some of it is in 4K, and we, we um, you know, it was just coming out, it was so new, um, so I'm glad we got some of it in, but, you know, it's, it's um, I would, you know, I would have liked to spend another six months on it, but, you know, we kind of donated right. all the costs of the film, you know, we, right. we brought you guys in, we brought Joan in, and... Um, it wasn't a huge amount of money, but you know right. we were just a new business too. So right, you know how that goes. You know we uh, we could, we had to be careful. You know not to you know we were paying out of our pocket. Right, right. There is a point where you know reality sets in. I mean, 
that's a part of the learning process, a part of the business process, and and plus it was timely. They need they needed it, right? And we just thought we'd have one film at the sawmill, but you know we've done quite a few screenings now, right? At the Patagonia store in Pittsburgh, and, right? And now you with uh, you know your your conference and your event, we're real grateful for that kind of stuff. I think we've raised about five thousand dollars so far. The, is the total the, what is the total length of the film? The, it's the, twenty two minutes. Twenty two minutes. Okay, yeah. And it's well, twenty one. You know, it's just under twenty two. And that's great. I mean, would you would you consider it? What what I mean is that considered a short film? Is it, it is. twenty minute short film? And I mean, short, I see it uh, the the way that um you know and it, and it sort of has this theme. It's a it's a captivating theme, and I said, "Boy, what a great film!" Uh, I feel as though uh, the short, not short duration, but in that twenty minutes, it really gives you such a dynamic look at what's going on uh, with the forest and and with the invasive pests, and sort of uh, what role that plays in the ecosystem. Um, and it sort of gives you a really cool insight into, uh, you know, not just the forest and the recreation and the aesthetic, but the different people that are involved. And, and with us being able to be a part of the film as climbing arborists, I, I, I can only think back to, you know, when I was young and seeing a film like that would be really so inspiring to someone that that's interested in that kind of stuff that has a, a sort of a um, uh, an inspiration from from the outdoors. And so, again, like I said, e even though it's 20 minutes, you're really you're really left with this grand this sort of this grand feeling of uh of how Cook Forest is, uh, you know, just so encompassing with, with all the different parts and all the different people. Uh, what was, what was one thing that you guys learned? What was one thing that you had learned in, in, in looking back at the project and saying, wow, we, we didn't expect to have this perspective on this or this perspective on that, you know, was there one, was there one thing that was really, uh, sort of like an aha sort of moment, uh, you know, looking back at the project, I guess what, what kind of took us by surprise is the collaboration. Everyone up to a person, your, your group, you, I mean, you didn't know us, <laughs> you know, and in the park, and using, you know, it's a state entity. You know, that can be really rough to right. navigate sometimes. And uh, you know, Doctor Joan and and uh, even Anthony Cook, the grandson of, of the Cook family, just I can't believe how everyone just came together and boy, we didn't have one argument with anybody. Right, and that's really rare. Right, uh, you know, no creative difference or you, you know. You guys were so, you know, open to what we had to say. So that really, I mean, pleasantly surprised us. But, um, you know, filmmaking is so subjective. And right. A lot of people have opinions. And 
Um, you know, so we got to do what we wanted, um, but we also got a collaboration. And a lot of other people had ideas, too. Right, right. And we tried to listen to your guys and then the climbers and, you know, what's the best place to be and what do they really want to do and kind of let you do your thing. Right. And just kind of shot around you, you know. Right, right. And not interrupted too much. Um, and the park was the same way. They had some nice ideas. And uh, good Carol. You know, so that was really a nice surprise. Right. You know, we're very, very pleasantly surprised that HWA, at least in Cook, is not doing so well. Right. Right. Yeah, that seemed that's that seemed to be Dale's sort of uh, outlook is like, you know, it's it is here, it is present, but we're managing it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's not it's not it, devastating so to speak um and you know i'm gonna he already wrote me back so i'm gonna follow up him the same way i'm i'm following up with you and uh i just want to get this interview uh up on the website so that people can just listen in a little bit to the creative process but david can you let listeners know how they can find the film uh, and purchase it and download it so that they can have it. Um, because I do feel that uh, not just for the general viewer, but uh, educators, uh, environmental education specialists out there, uh, I think people you know need this film and and so that they can share it with their uh, with their communities as well. Sure, we uh, we are talking with the park and the friends of Cook Forest to um, to make the DVDs. Okay, in, in fact, so we the park has a new office building. I think it opens this year sometime, and they'll have a little you know visitor center and, right. and probably store and things they sell for the for the forest. And uh, so I think we're going to go uh, that route. Um, Actually, I think that calls next week that we're going to talk to all the partners involved and all the stakeholders and the friends group. And, you know, we're, we're going to have a small licensing fee. But other than that, we want the proceeds to go to um, to the to the park and the friends group and they manage it. There's a special fund only if you want to donate. Um, so that's really how we'll probably get the film out. And we'll still do screenings. Um you know, when people ask, you know, what right. are sales and things like that, just to uh, keep some money, um, money coming in just so they have it. I don't even think they've used any yet. So, right. Because they've been fortunate enough, but it's expensive. It's a hundred thousand dollars a year to treat just cook. Right. What that's in there in the applications that, 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 that Dale and his staff are doing. Yeah. The, right. And they have to do it, you know, most right. of it. Right. Um, it's also inspired us to, um, we, we have a proposal out to do something on the spotted lantern fly. Are you seeing anything like that, TC? Yeah, that's the spotted lantern fly is flaring up just south of, of us down a little bit south of Allentown in, uh, you know, Berks County, um, and down in that region, uh, sort of just north of Philadelphia and, 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 and you know, kind of out to Redding. And then I don't know if they have anything in Allentown right now, but 
very, very hot topic. Um, a lot of people are, um, you know, because people want it treated. Uh, they want it treated and companies want to capitalize on those treatments, but they're, you, they don't know any, I mean, they don't know a whole lot about the pest. There's been some flash, uh, some flash classes that have been, you know, being offered through the cooperative extensions. And I think, mm. I, I feel like that's where a lot of the, um, the outreach is, is kind of coming from is the cooperative extensions are sort of taking the, uh, initiative to educate homeowners and contractors alike, uh, sort of, you know, what the, what they see the best, the best practices to be. Um, mm. but yeah, I have a, I have several, uh, several good, uh, colleagues, uh, close colleagues of mine down in that region, uh, that are, that are dealing with, that are dealing with that pest and, and, um, you know, I have some, I definitely have some contacts for you guys too, if you wanted to probe, uh, further, uh, into that, because that's a, that's the next, you know, sort of the next front, the, the next invasive front there. Yeah. Unfortunately, we, we talked to the people on the state level and they, they seemed real enthusiastic at first. And then, uh, I gotta say they just, uh, you know, they, I, I think they thought we were asking for money and we wouldn't do that. We would just probably go to a foundation you know it's not really that big a film that, right right so that, i think they're kind of leery now so right but we might get to a higher level i think maybe uh department of agriculture u.s you know right. I, I think that's better but yeah we're we're open to any any anybody you want to send our way we can talk to absolutely and, uh, i don't mean, have a timeline but we do have a proposal right and um since we did the the uh, HWA, you know, we might be well suited to do to something there I mean, and kind of raise the same awareness. I mean, I mean, it's that 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 was something, uh, you know, that was that was definitely my, my impression uh, after seeing the the film Cathedral was uh, just that is such a uh, a deep awareness, you know, of what goes on and and. And again, like I said before, sort of what's at stake and how everything in these ecosystems is connected and affected by one another. And um, yeah, you know, I think that on a larger scale, it's uh, it's easier to miss. Uh, sometimes it's easier to miss that change. But when you sort of look at it under a microscope and, and look at it up close and look at these small places – like Cook Forest and and how special these places are uh, in the flora and the fauna and boy it's it's incredible how one keystone species or one keystone pest can either uh, get interjected into that system or be taken out of the system and it's you know almost like the whole the whole pile can come can come tumbling down. It's, it's that, it's that sensitive. Um, yeah. You know, just last month, we, people are still watching it. You know, on Vimeo, we got 593 plays and 4,000 impressions just for the trailer for cathedral. So, you know, we, we do want to keep it going. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, no, that's awesome. I, um, 
I'm super inspired by the process and, and, and the film. And I can't thank you guys enough for helping me out to get this, uh, out into the community. The guy, the, the, the guys, they still talk about the trip and, and how much fun they had. Oh, and they all had good things to say. It's, I mean, it was, we still reminisce about it. And that, that's sort of what, what sparked this idea was, you know, Rob said, Hey, can you, do you think we can get in touch with David and and get this, get this to the symposium so that people can see, you know, sort of what we've been doing as a chapter, as a group. I mean, we were all you know, peop- we, we came together as arborists from our chapter to come out and, and that's what it is. It's that network and that community that you talked about where, you know, everyone is just, when you're, when you're committed on this level, when it's your livelihood, when your, uh, you know, your work is at stake and it's, uh, this is the kind of things that you deal with. Um, I think you're motivated on, on a lot, a lot more, levels than say uh the the average person because because i think that you you just have a deeper perspective or maybe a deeper understanding of it and um it's such a great way to get this information out to the community so that more people can can be aware of this because i think we're really lucky to have places like cook forest um Sure. You know, it's it's it, 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 these these places are magical and they're very special and and I think that they they really touch people's lives in in a deep way and and I think without those sanctuaries, uh, you know, we could uh, we we wouldn't be as well off. We're very grateful to you and your your leadership and. And how you brought that crew together and just, you know, it was like uh, Navy SEALs going up in those trees, you know. <laughs> I mean, we didn't have to do too much but turn the camera on. So you really led them very well, and they were all great. I wish we could have used all their interviews. Some of them didn't turn out because of the rain, like Rob's, and he's such a nice guy. <laughs> it, it's just all rain, you know, yeah. when he's talking. Um. So uh, we're we're real grateful, and that made that made quite an impact in the film. You know, as just storytellers, we're like people just kind of gasp when they see you guys going up there. Um, and you know, the part, you know, Anthony Cook was not crazy about that idea at all. <laughs> so, but once he's he's seen it a number of times now, I think he's okay with it. So. And you guys took care of the trees, of course, and uh, that was our main, you know, concern. And and you were able to do some scientific kind of research up there. And yeah, so it was. You, you guys did great. I mean, we we're really fortunate to have you. And you know. it was uh, it was a great project, and and it was cool to, uh, you know, not only that to be able to go up into the canopy and to survey it and. Uh, to report on what we saw and what we found. And of course I have to give a shout out to uh, Will Blosen from, uh, uh, from North Carolina because he, he uh, initially uh, reached out to me. I, I think he's a contact of, of Dale's yeah, and, he is. and, and, and he, he reached out and, and, you know, Will is, Will's been to cook forest. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's, 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 he's measured those, those, 
you know, the, um, the pine maybe, or maybe it was a, a hemlock, a, a hemlock that's, that's, uh, quite large. Uh, quite yeah, large. He, he was there and he is a friend of Dale's and he, yeah, that's how we got connected. So he, he's kind of the godfather of, uh, that's it. He, he, you know, getting up in those big trees and he, it, without his, you know, without his blessing and without his, uh, uh, his recommendation, I, I don't think that we, that we ever would have connected. So that my, uh, definitely very grateful to Will. Um, and again, it's just, uh, it's, you know, a, a part of that network. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things that you, you're, you go through your career and you look back and you, you appreciate your colleagues and your contacts because it, I think that it, 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 that that network is is a mosaic of who you are you know as a as a a tradesperson or as an artist or as a teacher all of the people who affect you in those ways and who help you um you know you have to be grateful for that and and uh and uh we're so so lucky to have you out there making films uh uh to capture the these amazing landscapes and, and these amazing, uh, places. Um, what's yeah. your website, David? Uh, uh, some um, wild excellence films.com. Really yeah. easy. We have some nice projects coming up and we're trying to, uh, do some stuff on golden Eagles for public broadcasting. And that's looking good this year. And we're just going to continue with the conservation stuff and um, always, you know, positive. You know, we don't feel audiences respond real well to depressing things and, and we need more positive in the world. That's for sure. So we try and, you know, give everyone a point of view, you know, even if it's people we might not agree with. And, and uh, that didn't, you know, we were all in agreement for Cathedral. <laughs> But, you know, a few of the projects we have, you know, we're, we're going against two different sides, but we're really trying to tell everybody's story and have everyone a voice. And there's always a compromise. We, we just find that so more often than not. There's always a compromise where everyone can benefit. People can have jobs. You can have wild places. You can have um, energy. You can have clean air, clean water, you know, there's always a solution. Um, it's just that people are going to work together to, to get there. Thanks for joining us for another edition of the Arb Life podcast. You can find the blog and the podcast at our website, www.thearblife.com. Sign up for an email subscription to get all the latest updates on blog posts and podcast interviews. This is the Arb Life, for arborists to be inspired.